Morrison. Oh, hi. Uh, I'm Markley Morrison, and this is the first of many Schurler Sundays. First of ten. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, I do a podcast and radio show, and also now it's a show on Thurston Community Media, so a TV show as well, called Low Profile. And on that, I basically, I talk to my favorite bands, pick their brains, share their music, and uh, put it out for the world to uh, enrich themselves, hopefully. <laughs> maybe learn something, maybe find some tunes they like. So uh, we're going to try to do that in a live setting, and uh, a lot less talk, a lot more music, but I still want to pick some brains a little bit. And uh, kicking off this series is a fella named John Winter of the band Knoll State. And uh, we've got all the original members of Knoll State here today. I'd like to welcome them to the stage. Uh, I'm just going to sit on the grass, get comfy. John, what's up? Hello. Hi. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. So you are a band. Yeah, it's a, it's a project. Yeah. Most definitely. Started um, some time ago as a sort of stream of consciousness. Uh, arrive at a show and just play what you feel without actually having um, material, uh, which sometimes worked out really well. Uh-huh. Sometimes not well at all. Well, so it's a coin toss what we're going to get today. Yeah. I, I think that's exciting, though. Um, so you've been doing Null State for some, some time. How much, you reckon? I think it started in 2014. Oh, that was a great year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. It was just like uh, I started playing guitar, picked up guitar, and um, wasn't a few other projects doing that, and uh, kind of just like a loop pedal and synthesizer drum machines just trying to channel something i guess and i i listened to uh some of your recordings that are on bandcamp uh bought some of those and what really stuck out to me um on one album in particular you might have to remind me the the name of that record but there's just so much uh like kind of tape hiss coming through whenever it's very subtle, sparse music for the most part. And so when you play a chord, it doesn't just ring out. It, you, you hear the guitar chord and then all of a sudden <laughs> until your voice comes in. Yeah. And it's super ethereal. Um, and that effect, I, I imagine, isn't something that you can really replicate live. Uh, I've tried and will probably continue to try. It's, there's a delicate balance between being like lo-fi, but also like having good production. And I think in, in the case of that specific um, recording, it was like everything was recorded in one take through a mixer into like a Panasonic um, cassette player that was kind of like dying, like the batteries were oh, yeah. almost shot and the belt needed to be changed. So uh, there was like warble. Um, but every time I tried to recreate those recordings, it just sounded different. And As yeah. a musician myself who um, has always operated on a budget, 
one of my favorite things is that when you have equipment that's kind of faulty, it sort of defaults as another band member who is as unpredictable as somebody that you might be jamming with. Right. Um, I, I really think that that adds so much texture to, to especially a recording project. Yeah, it's that sort of an uncertainty, uh, most definitely, um, is, is one of the, the added charms. Well, you've got a beautiful singing voice and a real gift for melody. Um, I, w I was reminded of, I don't even know if you've ever listened to these artists, but I, I recalled uh, like Damien Gerardo from the Northwest here, um, Richard Young's, uh, a guest I've had on the show before. And uh, have you ever heard the music of Vincent Gallo, the actor? I have not. Yeah. It's, uh, very similarly eerie. Uh, I don't know if I can vouch for that guy as a, a person, but I think uh, he definitely uh, has, has his hand in some pretty cool art stuff. Word, yeah, you'd have to, you should make me a, a mixtape. Yeah, I'll I'd, make you I'd a mixtape. I'd love to, to hear what you have. And you, you're uh, still rocking cassettes. You, you've got some on the, table over here yeah i have i have some for sale and hopefully in the next few weeks there's an album that um i've been working on for uh, i don't know two to three years give or take before the pandemic and then pandemic happened and then it felt very strange because some of the material felt reflective of being in the pandemic but it was pre-pandemic and i'm like i don't want to release something that's going to be construed as like a pandemic album. Uh -huh. But I also don't want to spend like five years working on an album. So I'm ready to let it go and just move on. Yeah. Um, and so I have some singles f from that album that are coming out. Uh, that is coming out. Um, yeah. Null State bringing back the single. Yeah, absolutely. I can dig that. That's how I found some of my favorite music when I was a kid. And then... Uh, they're also good for uh, they're good for taping over when you're done with them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not saying they should do that most with your certainly, tape. Certainly, and I mean, I I say this to people like who don't have a, a cassette player or a CD player or even a vinyl player. If you have artists selling these items, um, you know, even if you can't play play the you know that physical copy. Um, you're still supporting the artists because you're probably going to stream it either way. Um, uh -huh, but the artists sure. just aren't—they're not making any money off of off of these um, platforms, and these platforms are making an absurd amount of money. So it's like when people come up to me like, "Well, I don't have a cassette player. I don't have a CD player." I'm like, "Well, you can just have it, and then you can listen to it digitally." However, yeah. however you'd like and um, not to go on a rant but or next time you ride in your uncle's truck you know you're prepared you just pop it in exactly yeah, yeah. um yeah so definitely uh scope the merch table there's some real goodies over there you're you're playing uh piano today is that is that what we can expect yeah, yeah. that that is the hope okay cool what's your uh what's your preferred instrument what's what's your um 
most comfortable place musically? I think the the piano. Yeah. Um, it kind of bounces between enjoyment level. I I'd say acoustic guitar. Um, mm -hmm. I love synthesizer and um, and yeah, just the piano. So what's what's the vibe of uh, the record that's coming out? Generally, if there's like an overarching theme, um, I'd say somewhere between dealing with with loss, uh, grieving, and um, you know time that has passed, things that you wanted to do but you didn't do, um, and sort of juxtaposing that with uh, modernity, basically with with the the world we live in, the digital age we live in, where you know things aren't at all how they were 20 years ago, and most certainly not how they were 100 years ago, and we're just we're all living in it, and we don't we don't know what's next, and we don't really know how to interpret what's going on, but um, you know, sort of longing for the past um, in that sort of nostalgic sense. But but also having you know a a, a positive um, sort of mindset going forward that not all is lost. You can you can long for the past, but you can still make something of the future. And I would say yeah, th those those sort of concepts um, strike for me. Yeah, the past is always going to be there, but we got to push forward. And that's what it's all about. I, I'm so glad that um, that everyone's here for some live entertainment after such a dearth of not having that. And um, I couldn't be more thrilled that you're kicking it off. My so. pleasure. All right. Well, thank you, John. Thank you. Stoked for Knoll State kicking off Shirler Sundays right about now.
song's called Fishing for My Soul. Thank you. Uh, waves crashing is next. They're pretty darn good. Saw them last night.
It's called spin.
had a few questions um so wh where are y'all from originally yeah. yeah i'm the only one from olympia i'm i'm from olympia <laughs> born and raised the rest of these guys are from all over the place uh new jersey and colorado <laughs> okay lan uh mostly utah right right and uh, alaska oregon and reno and you are bryce 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 <laughs> and Okay, what, one thing that I was really uh, impressed with here was uh, you were able to turn the volume down on your drums. I don't see that very often. <laughs> it's a skill I picked up along the way, I guess. I don't know. Eventually, like when we, where we play in practice, you got to kind of turn down because otherwise I ruin their hearing. I, I was wondering if, uh, Josh, right? Yes. If you had a, uh, like a volume pedal for the drum kit. No, he's just he's a dynamic drummer, so he can be loud and quiet. That's which is a good thing. Great, great, great. And um so you guys seem to uh, have the ability to time travel. I closed my eyes and I was fifteen again. Uh and so that's about how many years ago? I guess that was twenty five years ago. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. We it's we're getting up there. Josh Josh likes the nineties. Yeah. In a good way. The, the 90s are special, right? I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. What, what is uh, the thing you miss most about the 1990s? Um, actually discovering bands at shows rather than uh, on digital media. You know, you would go find a, you go to a band and, and the opening band would really wow you and you never even heard of them, you know, that kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Or like you'd actually see a flyer and like you would look for flyers, you know, I don't know. Just stuff before the internet. It's good and bad, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Flyers are a great thing. We, we made so many of them uh, back then and today. Yeah, you, 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 don't, you don't see a lot of the handmade ones as much as you used to. Just the more, the, the more organic way of uh, discovering music. Land, uh, you, what brought you from the land of Utah to Olympia? Uh, my lease was up. <laughs> great, great answer, great answer. <laughs> Um, I've noticed that y'all don't have an album. You have a shitload of singles. We have one EP with, with five songs. Ah, uh, okay. And we have like, well, then we have a single. It's like a maxi single. It's got three songs. But, you know, today's world, you got to, like, put out a bunch of singles to, like, support your release. It's just the nature of the world right now. People want music like that. Does anyone listen to full albums anymore? Uh, Does anyone listen to full albums anymore? I... I felt like I was listening to a full album going through your discography. And so uh, do, do you reckon y'all are going to do an, a long player, yeah. as they say? I was just talking about that like a week or two ago. I was like, the next goal, I think, for us is to do an actual like, full length. This winter, yeah. yeah. When was that? This winter. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 
Do we have a title in mind? There's only like a few new songs written, so it's really in the, the baby stages. We're a, new, we're, we're a new band, so you know, it's like the as this four piece thing, we're only a year old or so. So this is all pretty new, so. Okay, so the, the origin of Waves Crashing then is, uh, I, I take it this must be a project that you started some years ago, because it goes back a handful of years, right? Uh, like 2019. You know, like every band, you, uh, you go through some members, and uh, and, uh, and then we, I got, I found Bryce, and that kind of laid a nice foundation, and then we found Landon and Luke, uh, like a year later. 2019, great time to start a band, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, if you know, don't uh, put pretty much put that calendar in pencil in 2019 because you're gonna do a lot of racing. <laughs> Indeed. Um, you know, you ever heard of Weird Al Yankovic? Yeah. Uh, he said that he no longer plans to ever release an album again, that he's only going to release singles. How does that make you feel about uh, expecting things from Weird Al? Uh, are they still covers or like they, they're like the little uh, like spoofs? I think you're going to have a mix of parodies and pastiches. I mean, I don't blame them because that's the way the music industry works now is everything's about singles, like I was just saying. So if that's what he has to do to keep his living going. He, he, makes, he makes more money touring anyways, right? I mean, his tours are huge. Damn right. Yeah. 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 Any ideas for music videos, Bryce? Oh, yeah, I got a few. For us or Weird Al? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've, we've got uh, ideas for music videos. Um, just trying to compile footage and shoot scenes and maybe paste it all together and see what happens. Like a collage, if you will. Okay, okay. Any directors in the house? Oh, no, that job's taken. Th that job's taken. <laughs> oh, oh, we have a director right here. Okay, great. What is this contraption all about? That's a, there's a lot going on here. That is a flux capacitor. No, I'm just kidding. It's my pedal board. You know, just... If you want to dip into different genres of the 80s and 90s where a lot of effects were featured, you kind of have to uh, bring it with you. This is going to take you straight to a Christmas party on Jupiter. That's, that's what this is. It, it is a mad scientist creation, and it's confusing. Waves Crashing has the reputation of being the hardest working band in Olympia. Are you guys tired? Where do you, where'd you hear that? <laughs> we did play last night at, at 1.30 in the morning, so yeah. yeah. Case in point, yeah. case in point. Uh, hard working. Not necessarily hard working, just not sleeping, like different things. Okay, okay. All right, well, um, Waves Crashing, it's been a real pleasure having you here, christening the concert series. Uh, you can't see it anymore, but uh, Schurler Sundays. I'm Mark Lee Morrison. Thank you to Three Magnets for hosting. Thank you to everyone here for sticking around, and we hope to see you all next week. Love you.
I tried to hard It fell apart I just walked it off Headed home in the dark Across the city I only know through And the stories of how you got to where you are right now, where you wanted to be, and why you're all burned out and hate everyone you I could show you how hard it is to stay by your side when the stupid things you say drive me up the wall and cut to the bone. I could show you how I'm better off alone. I did. I don't think of you, just the shitty things you did. But I don't wanna live like this anymore. I don't want these ghosts breaking down my door. What I want right now. What I time what I live without keeps me satisfied what I want right now what I want all the time what I live without keeps me satisfied So um, I normally ask people where they are in the world at the beginning, mm -hmm. but um, we're in the same place. Where are you from? I'm from Minnesota. I'm from the Twin Cities. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. R are you a Prince guy? A little bit. You kind of, yeah, you have to be, you yeah. know, Minneapolis yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so we already mentioned that your first performance, was that really your first public performance last November, opening for Jeffrey Lewis? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, and the Mona Reels played that one, too. They were supposed to play today, but uh, Peter, their front man's sick, so mm -hmm. um, they're rescheduled. They're going to be uh, playing with O Rose in on the last day of July, cool. the 31st. But... Um, so how how long were you banking up material before you decided to share it with the rest of the world? Um, I didn't start writing songs until my first year of college. 
Um, so I'm 22 now, so probably when I was like 18. Um, oh, okay. And I didn't really like, I think it's mainly like this year's, in the past two years or so, is like when I really started like actually pulling stuff together. And I've been playing music since I was like a little kid and playing guitar and stuff since I was like 14. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I just never really like had the confidence to write my own songs for a really long time. And um, then I came back to Olympia and I met like some, some really cool musicians that really helped me build my confidence and like nice, yeah. some good opportunities and stuff. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a pretty, um, I don't know. I think it's a pretty loving music community we have around here, like embracing new blood all the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of people that really just like helped me get my foot in the door and like really helped me out with a lot of opportunities. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, who, who were your first connections around here? Like in the, in the music world, uh, Robin is like a big one. Robin, <laughs> yeah. Robin Carmesino oh yeah. doing yeah. sound for these events, by the way. Yeah. Thank um, kudos. And then I also, I go to Evergreen. So I take, um, like mixing classes, engineering classes and stuff. Um, and, uh, I've been working with Drew Buckman. If you know, we had class together. Right. Um, yeah. I should disclose we were classmates last <laughs> autumn. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. so that was kind of like the biggest thing was like meeting people through that. Yeah. yeah. Killer. So what is what is a songwriting uh, environment work like with you? I mean, let me rephrase that. Like on the on the spectrum of like a song hits you and you have to get to work on it or I'm setting aside I'm setting aside some time to write a song. Where where do you land? Um I guess I kind of go back and forth a little yeah. bit like um I don't like really journal or anything. You know, like I like write songs. So, mm. um yeah, sometimes it'll kind of like I'll have like a life experience or something or, you know, or something's going on and I kind of like sit on it for a little bit and then just like usually come up with like a chord progression or something, start with like, you know, instrumental of some sort and then mm -hmm. kind of figure it out from there, I guess. Yeah, yeah the songs definitely seem like kind of, you know, definitely a storytelling or responsive yeah. sort of. Uh, I do try to make it like as cryptic as I can without it being like, you know unintelligible because um, like I don't I feel like everybody needs to know my business but um, uh -huh. you know and also I want it to like be relatable to other people too because you know if it's just about me and what I'm doing it's very specific and that's hard for it to really be relatable to anybody else so. will you remind me of the name of your latest single the one that um, it's called waiting waiting yeah that song just uh, it, it kills me and there, there's a link to it on the website for this but um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous and it comes across as like a breakup song. Yeah, is that is that accurate? Well, I no? think it's more kind of like um, I don't know, just like I've read a lot about my experiences with my friends and just like personal relationships that aren't necessarily like romantic relationships, but just like my dynamics with my friends and the people in my life and how those change. Yeah. Um, so I feel like a lot of my songs kind of come across as breakup songs sometimes, but it's usually about my friends or like about my relationship with myself. Too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you. Uh, I. I understand you've got an album in the works. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to hearing that. Yeah. My engineer's in Italy until July, so I don't really know what he's doing there. But um, <laughs> he'll be back. <laughs> so um, hopefully once he gets back, I can get like some final mixes done, and hopefully I'll have it out by the end of the summer. Hopefully he'll bring some pasta. <laughs> 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 well. Damn, Annie. Um, thank you so much for doing this and looking forward to seeing you again. Yeah, and thanks for having me. Hearing what's up in the future. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks.
Cool. Well, thank you so much. Sweet. Thanks, Arthur. Yeah. Um, so speaking of new blood, yeah, today is sort of a showcase of that. I mean, I think the veteran band here today is the Cold Sweats, and uh, they're you know they they've been around. They've they've gone through a lot in the last what maybe like two and a half years. Um, I was wondering if uh, y'all want to come and join me for a second before you play, just so we can, you know, get some context, because that's what people want. They want to know, like, who the hell are these people before they decide whether they're going to rock and roll or they're going to maybe put their hands on their hips and tisk tisk. What what do you think? We got we got any tisk tisk today? Uh, I don't know. We got any tisk tisk out there? I'm I'm feeling ready to rock and roll. I'm neither here nor there. <laughs> um, w will y'all introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Drew. Hey, Drew. I'm Jason. I play drums. Yeah. I'm Landon. I play guitar. So the cold sweats started uh, a little bit before the the pandemic officially began. Is that right? Yeah, sometime in 2019. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, um, we played one show before the pandemic, it was in January or February, and then we had a lot of time to write. Got it. Okay, and you y'all made your first cassette uh, before lockdown happened or after? Um, it was during. We were bad. <laughs> uh, I wasn't in the band at that point. I actually recorded it in Landon and I's living room f with their previous bass player, Lily, and then I kind of knew all the songs, so when they needed another bass player, I was like, okay. <laughs> That's handy. Now, um, Cold Sweats, the band name, um, you don't have to get into it too deep, but it's kind of serendipity that um, Sweats became like a big, hot seller, like right after you guys started. Did, what do you... How did you feel about that? Do you think you had some foresight there? You know, um, I like to think of us as trendsetters. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, actually, our, our former bassist prior to Lily uh, <laughs> was the one who came up with the band name, and we still have it. So I guess they were looking ahead. How, how long are you going to be playing bass, Drew, with this band? Uh, well, at least 35 minutes uh, today, maybe longer next time. Okay. Yeah, and you're you're OG, right, Jason? What does that mean? Um, <laughs> what what does that mean? I, I believe it's original gangster. Right, and I if the Cold Sweats is a gang, as I've heard, I think you you fall into that category. Yeah, uh, I I would say that I was OD, original drummer. I like that. All right, we got the OD up here. Jason's been on a low profile a couple times in a row. I didn't speak one time. You did. I, I was technically there, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you got any questions in. You got some commentary. You definitely. Yeah, I did say something, but I didn't have any questions. The vibe was fantastic, though, and um, it's it's funny because you're hella loud in this band. Yeah, it's true. How do you guys get so loud? Uh, the 70s. 
all of our gears from the 70s and they needed a lot of horsepower back then and we're just going to channel that. <laughs> so we're throwing it back about 50 years sonically with your sound. Would, would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I think when we started the band, we were uh, focused on like that 77 power pop, uh, that time in music. And uh, since then, we've kind of branched out from that a little bit. But I think the original idea was rooted in that 70s vibe. Yeah. So uh, are you guys working on any uh, new, is there a new record happening anytime soon? The, we've, we've only got nine minutes worth of recorded music available which made my research for this interview really a breeze. <laughs> yeah. Uh, down the line, we will be uh, recording a full length. Uh, we thought about doing a, another EP, but decided to just go in for the full thing. So we got a couple of songs to uh, tighten up and wrap up, finish writing. Um, and then I believe that we'll be recording with Dave Harvey. Um, Captain Trips Balsington. Yes, that is the name. Um, so we're very excited about that, but don't have a date locked in yet. Okay. Well, um, we'll just just let me know when you have an update, and we'll put it on the website. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so uh, what what are we what are we looking at today? What what's about to happen? Do we do we want to give anybody a warning or? Uh, earplugs. Ear earplugs maybe. Okay. Earplugs. We got napkins that you can wad up too. Jason, you're a pizza man. True. By trade. Yeah. You're gonna be slinging slices later. Yeah. Cheese circles. I sell cheese circles for money. What's your ideal pie? Uh, cheese. Just straight up, you, you keeping it simple. That's Stupid. Just, that's just the best way to know if a pizza is good. If a cheese pizza is good. I like that. Drew, ideal burger. Ooh. Uh, shout out to Halyards. Best burger in town so far, I think. Uh, smash The smash burger with cheese, I guess. I don't know. Pickles? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're an option. Okay. Okay. And um, favorite snow cone flavor? Ooh. Uh, I remember liking one called Tiger's Blood when I was a kid. I haven't had it in quite a while. I'm not sure what flavor that actually is. I think that might have been a non-brand specific Hawaiian punch. That that sounds about right, yeah. All right, well, Landon, Jason, Drew, let's. Uh, are, are you ready to morph into cold sweats mode? Yeah, I think we're going to have to do a little brief sound check, and we're ready to go. Okay, good luck. I love you. 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 All right, I think we're ready to rock. We are the Cold Sweats. The song is called Don't Deserve Your Love.
Hey, this is Mark Lee just jumping in to introduce the next band. They're called Fastener, and this was their second show ever. Um, they had just played their first a few days beforehand. And yeah, they're a band based here in Olympia, like everyone else on this episode. And here they are. Got it. Just to feel a little closer to the truth. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. That's my fault. Yeah, that's my bad. Sorry, dad. Sorry, mom. That's my bad. Yeah, that's my Fastener, everybody. Josh, how many bands do you reckon you've been in? Uh, in, in my entire life, I've, I've been in 32 wow. that have played shows. And that includes four cover bands. I, I actually added this up recently. What were the cover bands? I, were they covering specific bands, each one? Okay. Oh, yeah. We did, I did Replacements one time, and then I did uh, Guided by Voices one time, and then one time I did a Weezer cover band where my friend Charlie Thompson played guitar and sang, and it was so fun. Great, great. Okay, let's, uh, so that's Josh. Of course, he's shredding the bass. And? Jim. What's your role? That was a, uh, was that a lute you were playing, or? 
Oh, uh, it's uh, it's it's called a Telecaster. Okay. All right. Very good. Hi, I'm Sa- I'm Sam. And uh, you were you were doing uh, most of the the hollering. Yeah, screaming. Yeah, I scream. I like screaming. It's good. Feels good. Sam, do you think in your screaming voice you could tell me your favorite way to relax? I can only do it at the loud band behind me, or else it's really awkward. Now probably my voice will crack a lot. Can't blame a guy for trying. I like reading. (laughs) (laughs) That was intense. (laughs) All right. Ian. Hi. Thanks for playing the drums. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for doing this. Ian is also working this event series. He's got to fill her in right now. So we're keeping it super local today. Yeah. 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 Wait, what do you what do you mean by that? Oh, I mean it's all Olympia folks oh. here, right? Are, am I am I wrong? where what tell me. Uh, none of us are from Olympia. Actually. Check it out. Wait, wait, who's really really from Olympia? From <laughs> who who grew up here, born and raised? We got We got a handful of folks. So yeah, we're all we're all migrants. I'm from the Mojave Desert. How about you, Sam? Um, I'm from Nebraska. Just moved here a year ago. It's been really awesome. But now we live here. We're Olympians now. So. How about you? I'm also from Nebraska. What did you guys meet there? <laughs> In science class. Do you remember the story of how you two met? Um, yeah, I just knew he was playing music, and so I bought a banjo off the internet so I could play music with him, and I just kind of, you know, pushed my way in there, because they already had a band, so I just asked him if I could play with him, and then, you know, saying funny things during class and stuff, finding out that you think each other are funny or something. No specific. No, no specifics. I remember when all you could buy on the internet was a MIDI file, and, and now you can buy a whole banjo. It's yeah. pretty incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from, Ian? Uh, I moved here from Nebraska. I met them there, but I'm not from. Get the hell out of town! I, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I li- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I from. I grew up on the East Coast, and I lived in the Midwest for a long time. And then I met them, and then we kind of all moved here in separate moments, uh, which has led to right now. Okay, Josh, I asked everyone else, I got to ask you, where did you get those shorts? I got these shorts at H&M. They're $7, and I have seven different colors, four, four or five. I don't want to exaggerate, four or five different colors of them. Did you have H&M where you grew up? I didn't. Any audience questions? <laughs> my, my dad is here, and my friend, my friend Layla is here. And they're from New Jersey, and also I'm from New Jersey. No kidding. Wow. Okay. So this was your second show, is that correct? Yep, yep. We played a show maybe a week ago or something, and we had been kind of spending the last six months getting ready to do so. So now is our time to do that. Where, where are you going next? I'm going to Nebraska next. I don't know. That's about all I have planned, really. I haven't thought too far ahead. I guess home. Home. Back to our house, maybe. So we're next. Is that the question? Josh, 
Josh, I got one for you. Um, just based on hanging out with these guys for the last however many months it's been. Um, what's the deal with Nebraska? I think that the people there are cool, maybe. I only know the ones that don't live there anymore. So maybe it's really bad there. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> so. You, you, do you have something to share with the rest of the class? No, just thanks, everyone. Fastener. Wait, wait. Why not the fasteners? Because there's clearly more than one of you. I think um, uh, names are strong when they're, you know, maybe specific without the things. I don't know. It really depends. I think some bands are good with... I guess we had a band before that was uh, the band with an S at the end. So this time there's no the and S at the end. Nice. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Just singular noun. Got to try it. We could change our mind. Yeah. You, you really wail on that axe, don't you? <laughs> that feels like a loaded question. <laughs> well, I mean, some people wheedle, some people wail. You're not a wheedler. Affirmative. Well, all right, you got the memo. You agree with everything? Is that? <laughs> um, well, no. <laughs> all right, when's your, uh, when's your release coming out? Are you touring? Uh, in prep for it? Is that what's going on? Um, the band that's going to tour is actually a different band. It's uh, a bunch of country songs that Jim wrote, which is a similar um, outfit, but uh, we, instead of Josh playing bass, it's um, our friend Robin. And so we're going to go from Nebraska to Olympia and tour that way, just to get us back, essentially. Jim, what's that called? Tyranny Bell. Okay. I'm looking forward to that, too. This is a really special day. Well, I love you all. Um, and I'll be going around giving everybody uh, kisses. kisses. No, I would never I would never do that. <laughs>